Welcome to the Natural Health Rising podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Smith, Certified Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner. I'm here to deliver you weekly episodes where you will hear conversations with health experts and solo episodes about functional medicine and all things holistic health. My goal is to provide you with the knowledge and tools you need in order to help you rise to your healthiest, happiest self. So on this episode of the Natural Health Rising podcast, I have Pamela Worth with me. Pamela is a lifelong learner, Carnegie Mellon trained MBA, a former public company executive, management consultant, author, and health enthusiast. She founded Hello Health with doctor-formulated supplements following a neurodiversity diagnosis of her son and is dedicated to nutrition, education, and building a network to help heal more people particularly those with neurodiversity, autoimmune, and autism syndromes. Ms. Worth enjoys health and wellness, traveling and helping others, specifically enabling children to feel better from the inside out. She combined these passions along with her experience while living in Europe and Asia with U.S. doctors and other families to write Hello Health. Ms. Worth's consulting, life experiences, and attention to detail allow her to work with a number of people and companies with a passion for helping others. Welcome to the show, Pamela. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Can you start by telling us a little bit more about this story of your son and what triggered you to found Hello Health? Yeah, of course. Um, I've always thought of myself as a pretty healthy person, Um, but it's just amazing when things start to go awry, how much you learn and realize, okay, there's a lot I didn't know. And there's still a lot I don't know, Um, but I've really, it's been, uh, I guess, going on a little over 10 years now through through this journey. Let me start by saying I I now have two healthy teenage boys, Um, but at one point, one of them went from this uh, perfectly normal child to baby talking, crawling, eyes constantly dilated, strange um, neck and shoulder shrugging, tics, uh, weird verbalizations of like throat clearing, and um, it just, and it, it was all kind of progressive. Of, um, over a period of a few weeks, even though what it, it, it kind of feels like overnight, but it was really over a few weeks. Went to the pediatrician like every normal parent would do with their kid and be like, hey, you know, something's not right here. And, um, you know, and, and we uh, belong to a pediatric practice that has a lot of doctors in it. So um, when the first one said, oh, kids will be kids. I was like, okay, well, that's not the right one. <laughs> Let's go. To... So then I made an appointment with another one and then another one, another one. And then I went outside of the practice and made appointments because they, I, I got crazy diagnoses like, well, it's allergies. Well, he seems depressed. Why don't we put him on Prozac? Um, why don't we get him checked into a hospital for observation for a couple of weeks? Um, one of them said he's now autistic. He needs to take care of him the rest of his life. It didn't feel like we were getting to the root of what was going on. And I'm a problem solver by nature. And so I just continued to dig and dig and dig. And now, you know, finally found a neurologist, MD, in retrospect, more integrative in by by nature. Um, because the first thing she said was, let's pull some blood and find out what's going on inside. At the time, I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Now what I'm, you know, wondering is, why don't we always do that on children? And does it have to be blood work? I mean, can we start to think about how we can do this with, you know, urine or saliva or stools or, you know, just instead of just throwing medicine at the problem and medicine's great, don't get me wrong. But um, if we don't know if it's the right medicine based on the data, then, you know, maybe we're taking things we don't have to take or we're taking the wrong things. And so blood work came back and it showed that he was low in D3, low in B12, genetic marker MTHFR, which about half the population has, 
um, which consequently is not that big a deal if you take methylfolate, because what is happening if you have a lot of folic acid in your diet is you're not really absorbing your vitamins and minerals correctly, because it kind of acts like a barrier um, for the most simplistic way to kind of explain that. And then he had an active infection called CMV, which is a pretty common virus. You know, most people would be like, oh yeah, I felt kind of fluey for, you know, a few days or a week or something. And then he had high strep titer suggesting an active strep infection, even though he was negative for strep throat. So that was kind of wild to me that he had an active um, viral infection and an active bacterial infection. And the way the doctor described it was, look, because he's not absorbing his vitamins and minerals correctly, the infection has crossed the blood brain barrier and is now causing mm. motor vocal and mood problems. And I'm like, okay, wow. And had we not gotten that blood work, we never would have known any of this. And he would be on a cocktail of all kinds of different things. Um, and uh, she said, okay, so look, I'm going to teach you how to make certain supplements at home because he needs, you know, about 15 different probiotics on a daily basis. He needs these two prebiotics that prevent negative overgrowth of bacteria in the gut. And it provides a good foundation for the probiotics to really get in there and grow. Um, I'm going to, you know, he needs to have daily oregano to help fight off the bacteria in his gut, daily olive leaf to kill the viruses in his gut, cinnamon for fungi. And so, and the list kind of went on. And then for the inflammation, because the body is obviously angry. Um, and so inflammation is the cause of all disease. And if you can start to minimize the amount of inflammation um, around you in your environment, as well as in your body, then you've got a better chance of kind of fighting through this. So she goes, look, sugar causes inflammation. It's got to come out. And um, for someone like him, you've really got to take him off gluten for a while. And then we tried cheese too, because I'd read that cheese causes inflammation, but you can only go so far with a kiddo who's in first grade. And so he was like, look, <laughs> the cheese comes back after six weeks. I said, fine. The gluten we made do without. Um, and uh, sure enough, about a year later, he popped back and he hasn't left us since. He's a thriving teenager. Everything's great. Um, and so a lot of people say, well, it was all diet. No, I, I wouldn't say it was all diet. I do believe that nutrition and diet make a huge impact, um, but it really I don't think we get enough, even if you eat hundred percent, right. I don't think we get enough of what we need for our bodies to function, um, as well as you want them to. And you really need to understand if there's the presence of any infection. So, um, that's my long winded story of, um, why I started the company, because I was so upset that had I not been this super pain in the butt person that continued to push, push, push. If I didn't have this nice SUV that I could sell to pay for doctor bills to keep getting after this, like all these ifs. And so I ended up writing a book along with three doctors and two other families. Um, a second book is coming out shortly and, um, and then started the supplement company with the idea that it also comes with education and research and um, a growing community that we are going to be um, fostering because I relied really heavy on confidential Facebook groups, which in retrospect is really kind of scary and dangerous considering what they do with the data. And so mm -hmm. I really want a safe place for people to be able to connect. Um, that don't have to worry about that. So, wow, that's an amazing story. First off, I'm happy that you found such an amazing neurologist because that is not a common mm -mm. story of what a neurologist would say, like, Oh, cut out gluten and take these probiotics and do all, do all these things that are more definitely more integrative and holistic. So that's amazing. And you, you talked about the MTHFR gene a little bit. Can you go into that just a little bit more? Like how do people test for this? What do they do about it? Interestingly enough, I mean, it can be done by saliva or it can be done by blood. You know, it was funny when we were going through this, I mean, we spent so much money on all this stuff. Um, really, really expensive blood work. 
And uh, I had someone close to me say, well, can't you find out genetic stuff through 23andMe? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, at the time it's like $99. And I thought, well, okay, I guess it can't hurt. So then I did that on him. And then what you do is you download the raw DNA and there's a site called geneticgenie.org. There's others, but that's the one that we used, uploaded it. And then, you know, it shows up on there too. And then the genetic uh, things that we found through um, geneticgenie.org matched hundred percent with the blood work, which I found super scary and wild that you can get that much out of that much saliva. Um, in terms of what's going on in your, in your body, but there's so much more to it in terms of like, is it heterogeneous? Like, do you have one copy or do you have two from both parents? And, you know, there's different types of MTHFR. Um, and so some tend to align more with things like autoimmune and allergies and heart disease, stroke, um, all the, all the good stuff, which is why there's a really, uh, not so polite, um, acronym, uh, when people group. Right. When, <laughs> if, you, if you look at it, it kind of, it looks like it says a bad word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, and you mentioned like these tests are, were pricey. Um, did I hear you say you sold your car to pay for your doctor bills? Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Part of me says, I wish that our insurance system was different. I wish that it was easier. I wish that those tests didn't cost money out of pocket all the time. But I also think it's a beautiful story to share because um, if you really, really care about your health or you re- and you you don't have the funds and like you know you need to go that route, then sometimes you got to get creative. Like selling your car is a huge, terrible thing, but also look at look at what it did for you by being able to have access to those tests and things that you guys really needed. Yep. So we still have the the crappy car that I bought now. Now the. <laughs> Have you ever tried red light therapy? I've been using this kind of therapy for probably about four years now, and I know it's always going to be a part of my self-care and health routine. Red light therapy reduces inflammation, increases blood flow. It helps heal wounds, scars, and acne because it stimulates collagen production. It improves joint and musculoskeletal health and helps balance your circadian rhythm, which means better mood, and better sleep. Personally, I notice a huge improvement in muscle recovery time post-workouts when I'm consistently using red light therapy. And it helps me maintain clear and healthy skin. So right now my routine is every morning I wake up and I sit in front of my cozy red light machine and I meditate. It is such a peaceful way to start my morning and I feel supercharged and ready for the day afterwards. You can actually get 10% off of Cozy's red light machines by using the code NATURALHEALTHRISING. So you can head over to their website by going to the link in the show notes, or you can go straight to CozyHealth.com, which is spelled K-O-Z-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And again, the code is NATURALHEALTHRISING to save 10%. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, like neurodiversity and autism. When you say those words, maybe most people aren't familiar with those. So can you break those terms down and how they manifest in someone? It's been a really interesting discovery, I think, um, now that we're starting to understand more about the gut-brain access. And so um, neurodiversity, I think, um, you know, I've had different doctors describe it different ways. It can be anything from EDD to ADHD to um, different, um, 
spectrum uh, disorders. What's wild to me too is that um, 90% of our neurotransmitters, I mean, you know, the stuff that makes us sleep and our mood and whatever else, I mean, you would think is in our brain, which is why I think, you know, all these um, things that help alter mood were created for the brain, but they're actually managed and produced in the gut. And so imagine that you've got cell for cell of outside organisms to inside organisms of your own DNA going on. And so you've got like this whole Star Wars, if you will, going on in your body of good versus evil. And um, you've really got to make sure you, you keep that gut in check because when things get out of whack, it travels up the vagus nerve to the brain and it causes sleep problems and mood disorders, um, you know, tics, um, all these things. And, you know, what's really interesting too, is when um, I had gone to uh, subsequent doctors after the initial one had helped. And one of the doctors says, well, do ticks run in your family vocalizations or motor or whatever? And I said, no. And I said, and he said, well, did anybody stutter growing up? And I said, well, I had a horrible stuttering problem. And I had a speech therapist growing up. He said, did you have a lot of sickness growing up? And I said, yeah, I had sore throat, sinus infections. I mean, I was always, you know, feeling kind of crappy. And he said, you're, you know, lucky that you were able to work through that and grow through it. But, you know, and he said, did you eat a lot of sugar? And I said, oh my gosh, I ate so much sugar. And, you know, and it's just, it's really interesting how these things are um, kind of coming to light of um, when you're out of whack, your body craves the stuff that feeds the bad bacteria. I mean, it's just, it's telling your brain, Hey, I need some more of that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, it was kind of an interesting aha moment for me. Mm -hmm. This might be a loaded question, but yeah. based on your experience, what do you think are, cause there's probably not one, I, we can probably agree on that, but what are the root causes of neurodiversity, autoimmune autism? Yeah. I don't know that there's anyone cause. I think, I think we all have genetic predispositions to things. Mm -hmm. and I think there's certain elements that can trigger those genetic predispositions to come to light. And I do think that with certain changes that we can either prolong those coming or maybe even, you know, diminish them or minimize them. Going back to inflammation, when your body is overly inflamed and can't handle much more, um, it's going to kind of I think go back to some of those genetic pre predispositions that, that you may have. And so thinking, you know, about some of the changes that we had made to minimize some of that, you know, obviously through gluten and sugar, um, for at least a, at least a year. Um, and even now, um, I mean, I, you know, I grew up in that big Irish Catholic family where you made sweets on the weekends and at night for dessert and, you know, the bread and butter and the whole nine yards. And so it's been kind of interesting to kind of change our habits a little bit at home. Um, when, when we're out and about, you know, we still, you know, indulge and do all that, but we, um, I've made a conscious effort to try and clean up the house, um, from a sugar and from just a carb loading standpoint. And so we, we lean more on things like potatoes and rice, which are still carb loading, but, um, a little different than kind of those, uh, simple, um, uh, breads and pastas that, you know, is frankly, easy and cheap, but um, you just got to be careful about doing too much of that. There's so much more toxicity in our environment than there used to be. And so, you know, kind of taking a step back and saying, all right, so what am I cleaning the house with? What kind of soap are we using on the body? What kind of shampoo are we using? You know, and just really taking a step back and saying, okay, so we even went a step further because um, we lived up in an area that was um, less than two miles away from a major freeway, which puts off a lot of, a lot of problems. We were in the landing zone of Scottsdale airport, which is one of the 
largest and busiest private airports in the country. And so we moved out of that area because um, those planes can put off leaded fuel. They're, they're, they're still allowed to. And then in the area that we were uh, living, it was close to major power lines. And so we made sure to select, and, and there's, you know, some really interesting studies that have come out about EMF and making sure that uh, we're at least a mile away from a major power line now. And, um, and that the power that goes into the house doesn't actually touch any of the bedroom walls. And so, it, I mean, it, it kind of sounds extreme, but when you kind of put it all together, it's just like stacking up and the body can only handle so much. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, that's some of what we did too. No, that's amazing because those are things that people, most people don't think about like, well, the airport you're next to the power lines and this and that it's like, yes, it all stacks up these. It might seem small when you look at it by itself, but when you look at this full picture, it's so many things that contribute to the inflammation and the toxicity and everything like that. What's the solution? Where does someone start who they themselves, or I guess maybe their children are experiencing neurodiversity or autism? We have a sample protocol. And so if anybody wants to get in touch with us, I'm happy to send it to them. Email address is Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A at hello.health. And I'm happy to, sh- to send it to you too. And, and then you can share it if anybody gets in touch with you. I, I think it's really important to start taking notes. Just write down everything of what's going on because over time you'll, you'll forget. You have to relay the same facts over and over again. At one point I took everything I had and I just typed it up and I was like, here, <laughs> add that to the file you know, and really thinking back to when there was a change and how there was a change and what could have impacted that change. Uh, was there anybody else in the family that was maybe going through an illness or a, a change? Um, and then taking a look at the diet and start saying, okay, so how much um, are we doing of fruits, vegetables, carbohydrates, protein? Can we pull sugar and, and gluten out for a while and just substitute um, some different things? Um, getting tested, Um, for any genetic things, um, the presence of um, certain certain things that can really trigger some bad Mm -hmm. stuff. In the viruses category, there's CMV, EBV, which is like um, Epstein-Barr. Obviously, Lyme is a big one. Then on the bacterial side, taking a look at things like mycoplasma, which is walking pneumonia, which is really, really common. And you don't feel inherently sick, sick, but it causes major problems. It's just like this lingering infection and the chronic infection can cause inflammation, which really upsets the body. Um, and then obviously testing for ASO, DNAs B, which are strep titers, certain vitamin levels obviously are important. And so just really making sure that from a high level, you don't have the presence of any um, known viruses, bacteria, fungal infections, um, and then your vitamins are in check. And it's pretty common for folks with MTHFR to have a family history of things like allergies, eczema, heart disease, stroke. So if you've got a family history of that, I mean, there's probably something going on there that you can then take a look at. And then it's really simple. You just remove folic acid from your diet and take a daily methylfolate, which is really very cheap when you buy it at the store or Amazon or whatever. And most people with MTHFR have um, trouble absorbing vitamin B12 and D3. So those are really um, two big ones to watch out for. And, you know, frankly, even living in the sun belt, we don't get enough D3 even from the sun. And so just making sure that it's, it's pretty hard to take too much vitamin D3. Now, vitamin D itself is not great for your body, but D3 is. What would your maybe top three pieces of advice be for, or or like, how could we support parents of children who, who, parents who have children who are autistic? Finding a good team of doctors, both regular MDs and naturopaths, or, you know, if you can find an integrative doctor, which has an MD, but also 
understands the power of taking a look at things like nutrition and the presence of infections and genetics to see how that may impact health and wellness. Finding those practitioners is really, really hard. And then, you know, things like this are really hard on the entire family. And so if you can think about a family psychologist that not only meets with, you know, the children, but also with the parents and with the family as a whole, because it's hard on siblings, it's hard on parents, it's hard on the kid going through it and just really creating that that support network. Um, and then just really doing good things for yourself, just really taking care of yourself is important that putting that own oxygen mask on first and making sure you're keeping your mood and your, your own energy up is hard, but uh, so, so, so necessary. Were there things that you did for yourself? Like, could you give some examples of, of how you maintained your own mental and uh, yeah. physical health during those times? So for, uh, for me personally, I do really well with exercise. Um, but that's not everybody's go-to, but for me, it's it's really important. Um, and so I try and do that every morning. It just puts me in the right space mentally. You know, petting the dog. <laughs> I can't tell you how, <laughs> how relaxing it is to pet the dog. It's just, um, you know, they, they are just so loving and provide so much support. And that actually was something that one of the doctors had um, at the time when we were going through this. We didn't actually have any dogs. We now have two. And they said, you know, it's really important for your son to go out and pick out an animal um, this weekend, I was like, okay, let's go do this. And so we got a rescue and he picked out the dog and they said, you know, it's really important for him to have, um, someone loving, um, to just feel that uh, connection to, as well as, um, an obligation to take care of, of something. Um, so that was really interesting and it did help a lot, which is kind of wild, but it did. It's hard to be mad at a dog. They're always just full of love and that's all they know how to do. So I can see how that can be great support. Do you want better sleep? I bet the answer is yes. So many people struggle with sleep and a big reason why is all of the artificial lights around us. So the sun emits a variety of colors of light, including red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Blue light specifically has a very high energy and short wavelength. And at the other end of the spectrum, we have the red and orange lights, which have a lower energy and long wavelengths. Blue light is what's emitted from artificial lights in our home and from our digital devices like our cell phones, TVs, and computer screens. Blue light has a huge impact on our health. It actually helps regulate our circadian rhythm by boosting our alertness and keeping us awake. But that means that when you're exposed to blue light after sunset, you're basically telling your body to stay awake by looking at your cell phone, watching TV or having tons of lights on in your home. It actually suppresses the production of melatonin, which is a sleep and anti-aging hormone. So when we don't sleep well, we gain weight, we have mood issues like anxiety and depression, and lack of sleep is linked to autoimmune diseases and many other chronic illnesses. So if you want to avoid all of that and get high quality sleep, then you need to start blocking blue light after sundown. So I personally wear raw optics nighttime glasses after the sun sets so that my body knows it's time to start winding down. Now their nighttime lenses block 100% of harmful artificial blue and green light, unlike other brands that might only block a small percentage of those lights and they're just not as effective. And if you want to take it a step further, you can grab a daytime pair as well, which is not as dark as the lenses for nighttime, but they still block about 95% of blue light, which is great to wear when you're working on a computer screen all day. And this can help reduce eye strain, increase your energy, and elevate your brain function. 
If you use the code NATURALHEALTHRISING, you will save 15% off of any of their glasses. So head over to rawoptics.com, which is spelled R-A-O-P-T-I-C-S.com, and grab a pair now so that you can get better sleep. And don't forget to use the code NATURALHEALTHRISING. Let's talk a little bit about Hello Health for a second. So can you give an overview of some of your favorite supplements that you guys have and you know what what is the use of them and kind of what makes them stand out from other companies? Yeah, of course. Um, everything's made in the US. The ingredients are clean, which is important to me because I take them, my kids take them, my family members, and then obviously I, you know, want to do do good. So going back to the gut, the gut's super important. And so the two that I really, really lean on hard, first one is belly great. It's got 15 probiotics that the neurologist had first taught, you know, me and others about that we need on a daily basis, as well as those two prebiotics that really help those probiotics, you know, gain a, a good foundation. Plus it's got a little bit of vitamin D3 plus a little bit of methylfolate. Um, some people might be saying, Hey, you know, I don't know if I have MTHFR. I don't know if I should be taking it. So the interesting thing is if you don't have MTHFR, taking methylfolate versus folic acid, it doesn't really matter. So, and if you do have MTHFR, taking daily methylfolate is great. So um, it works for all audiences, children and adults. Um, it's in a capsule, a small one. So for, and, and the idea was that um, this stuff gets so expensive. And so the idea was that to keep it cost-effective in a mechanism that's good for kids and adults. So it's just one bottle, you know, folks can share. So it's one, one for children, two for adults. And then we've got a liquid coming out here shortly, which I think will be great. But the idea being that you can either swallow it or you can open it up and put it in food or drink. So that's, um, Mm -hmm. and then it's perfectly measured. You don't have to worry about, you know, spilling or making a mess or whatever. So, um, and so that's putting the good stuff in now, equally important is to pull that bad stuff out. So we've got a product called amino strong and, you know, it's a really interesting, um, learning that I went through in terms of how, when you pull the bad stuff out of your gut, it not only removes inflammation, but it also helps your immune system. And so that's kind of been an interesting learning for me too. And so ImmunoStrong um, could also be called Inflamastrong if you wanted to, because it promotes a healthy inflammation response. But it's got things like your omegas, sunflower phosphocetylserine, which is great for folks with ADD, oregano, olive leaf extract, um, Boswellia, which is frankincense, which is amazing antioxidant, antiviral, antibacterial. Oh, there's so much more. There's 10 things in there. And so that's a really awesome one that um, is pulling that bad stuff out while you're putting the good stuff in. How often would somebody take something like that? Daily. I mean, you don't have to take it daily, but we've been taking it daily for years and our labs keep um, getting better and better over time. So, and then we've got other products too, like organic sea moss, which is super. We've got... um, 10 mushroom complex, uh, which is great for the immune system, vitamin D3, magnesium glycinate, which is super for sleep and for mood. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's different forms of magnesium. And so just buying the cheapest magnesium is not always the way to go because it can be like a citrate or an oxide or something, which really just loosens your number twos. It doesn't necessarily do anything for your brain. And so just kind of being smart about which magnesium you're taking and why is is important. And, And then we've got a bunch of other products that we're bringing out that are just really focused on brain, belly, and, um, immune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the glycinate's my go-to because it's more absorbable and, and very calming and yeah, I love it. Love magnesium glycinate. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to share about autism and neurodiversity, like anything controversial about it or anything that you've learned that you feel like people need to understand? 
before they would throw a diagnosis on that they would allow people a cost-effective way to get to the bottom of testing because I have no doubt that the diagnosis is real, but there are things that are within our control to help folks live a better life. And when we understand from the data what it's looking like, if there's any infections, any genetics, any nutritional needs, um, those really, really, those three things really help a lot. So helping folks really have that access to that. Mm-hmm. So, as well as a community to talk to. I mean, it's, um, I never would have learned any of this had it not been for um, just continuing to seek answers and then um, people that were willing to help. So, Would you say that anyone can reverse autism or? No, I don't know if I would say that. There's obviously varying levels of, of disorders. Mm-hmm. And um, I do believe that by getting your hands around the nutrition, the presence of any infections and genetics, that we can help whoever that is live their best life. Um, and in some, if it's you know caught early or if it's really dependent upon that and it was misdiagnosed, then yes. Um, so did my son really have autism or was it a misdiagnosis? I don't know. Um, it's possible that he would have always had those symptoms. Um, had we not gotten to the bottom of why he was having those symptoms. So, um, but I do believe it's important to really get to the root of what's going on. And, you know, the one thing I will say about autoimmune is it's truly a disease of inflammation, just hitting different, um, organs, if you will. And, um, you know, there's over 80 autoimmune disorders now, and they, it seems like every single time there's a, a new symptom for a new organ, they, give it a new name and then a new diagnosis code, and then you get a new drug. And um, autoimmune in particular, I feel very strongly about we can really reverse um, when, when we take a hard line um, on the genetics, the nutrition, and the presence of any infections. Yeah. Is there anybody in your life that you, like you or anyone else in your family who has autoimmunity? Oh, yeah. 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 And it's funny too, like my mom, she's, she's now fine. She had been um, diagnosed back in the eighties with, um, IBS, which was, um, and so now that she doesn't eat an abundance of gluten, she doesn't have those problems. And so it was like, you know, um, and then I think IBS was kind of the precursor to what's now celiac. Um, and of course, you know, you can test for celiac. Um, but yeah, no, I, I yeah, no, there's, so, there's, a, there's a long line of autoimmune uh, folks in our family for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what I mostly work with in my practice and I have or had Hashimoto's and, you know, went through that whole healing journey as well. So I get it. Like, I, I do think that most of them can be reversed and put into remission. You just have to, like you said, you have to figure out what's causing it. You have to get the right testing, the right support, change your diet, change your lifestyle. So totally on board with all that. And so how, how are you doing now with Hashimoto's? Do you feel like you've got it under control and. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. I went from years ago having, gosh, like 20 plus symptoms that were just destroying my life. And at a young age too, I mean, I, I'm only 28 <laughs> and I was 23 when I got my diagnosis and it was just terrible. Um, and now I'm to the point where I don't have, I don't experience any of the things that I used to. So um, it was a lot of work, but well worth it. Well, um, I think we can wrap up here, but I do have one final question for you which is if you could leave the listeners with one tip that they could implement maybe today or this week in their lives to help them live a healthier, happier life, what would that be? Continue to ask why. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Pamela. Do you want to share where else people can find you? I know you already shared your email in case they want to grab that protocol, but um, go ahead and share all your, all your other places. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, the website is www.hello.health or gethellohealth.com. Um, and my email address is Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A at hello.health. And um, constantly looking for folks um, that want to join our community on Facebook and help others as well as um, we've got growing testimonials and video testimonials from people that we throw up on YouTube um, as well to help help folks. So anyway, I really appreciate it, Rachel. You're amazing and putting this together. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll, I'll go ahead and put all those links in the show notes as well. So people can access that. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And if so, please make sure you leave a comment and rating on whatever podcast platform you're using and share this episode with a friend who needs to hear it. Please remember that this podcast is not meant to treat, cure, or prevent any illness. Always talk to your healthcare provider before implementing any nutrition, lifestyle, or supplement changes you hear about on this podcast. Now, before I go, I want to talk more about how I may be able to help you. If you are someone who is sick of running from doctor to doctor, not getting any answers, but you still know something is wrong, Functional medicine is the way for you to go. I have worked with so many people who have been dismissed by doctors, who have experienced things like anxiety, hair loss, PMS, brain fog, eczema, bloating, and other GI issues, and more. But when I run functional medicine labs on these people, we actually find the root causes of what's going on. And this might be things like hidden gut infections, toxic heavy metals, mold, leaky gut and vitamin and mineral deficiencies. And then with this information, we're able to make nutrition, lifestyle changes, and custom supplementation and herbal protocols, which actually helps these people get rid of their symptoms. I've seen clients reverse rheumatoid arthritis, alopecia areata, IBS, and other complex health issues. And I've also seen clients who thought they were generally healthy level up into an optimized and energetic version of themselves that they didn't even know they could access. So wherever you're at with your health, you can book a free health consultation with me by going to the link in the show notes or by heading over to naturalhealthrising.com and book a call there right now so that you can start feeling like yourself again, happy and energized. Okay, that's all I have for you today. Keep tuning in every week to gain more knowledge on how to live your healthiest, happiest life. And make sure to follow me on TikTok and Instagram for additional health information.